Well, hey, everybody. This is Chad Jordan, Director of Marketing for Digital Services at Sport Clips Haircuts. And this is another edition of our Hall of Fame podcast. Uh, I'm actually here in Southern California today, enjoying, this is my home turf, so enjoying some time uh, in my state and in the right time zone. And uh, lucky enough, I've got a pretty big deal sitting in front of me right now. Uh, I'm going to let her introduce herself. Could you could you let us know who you are, please? Yes, I'm Jennifer Justice. I've been with Team Taj for 10 years. Um, been the manager at our store in Glendora, CA 630. All right, and the part that she left out was she is the reigning manager of the year. She's too humble to say it, but of course uh, I've got to, to lead with that. So uh, we're going to walk through today what what it's taken for her to get to this point of, of being recognized nationally, literally out of almost 1,800 stores in the U.S., Canada, how, how she was handpicked to be manager of the year, what she did, what her stores got going on. She's obviously got a great team leader, great system here. Um, so we're going to talk through some of those things and, and uh, discuss her journey a little bit and hopefully encourage any team members out there that are uh, – that are looking to uh, to boost their career and, and see uh, the kind of success that she has uh, has experienced as well. Does that sound fair to you? Sounds good. Okay. Now, is it Jennifer, Jen, Jenny on the block? What are, what are we calling you? You know, you can. I like to go by J Lo. J Lo. Um, okay. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. All right. Uh, hashtag J Lo. Uh, th- that that's probably the answer to one of my questions <laughs> later on that I'm going to ask you. But what uh, walk me through? Uh, what it means to be manager of the year. So at our at our national convention or huddle this year, uh, the 2017, uh, it was the the convention was in 2018, but the 2017 manager of the year gets called out. Your name gets called. Walk me through what happens next. So that moment, I can say, as old as I am, um, was it's indescribable. Sometimes it pops in my mind driving down the freeway, and I still cannot mm-hmm. believe it. It was such an unexpected, shocking, epic moment. It was. It seemed like five minutes of just, like, tunnel vision. Uh, it was... Out of body. Just it, yeah. Honestly, it was an out-of-body experience. It was just kind of, of a had, blur. Had Arif already won Team Leader of the Year? Had that been announced yet? He... That's what makes this this so special. The five minutes was his award okay. was just before mine. Okay. That's what I was saying. Because it was like... <laughs> it was back-to-back. Back. It was... I know. Pan- over that's, on that that's side. That's a great, great uh, word. Yeah. Pandemonium. Uh-huh. Because, as you know, we, we sit in sections yep. by state. Yep. So anything that was related to California, you just hear... This roar, and so it was so loud and so chaotic when RF's name, um, RF and Susan's name, popped up on the jumbotron. And I can honestly say, I knew without a doubt. I could just tell you, I sat there and said, I knew his name was going to pop up Mm -hmm. there. There was no one that wasn't going to tell me anything different. Mm -hmm. So when we saw his name pop up there, everyone jumps to their feet, and you know, and then the whole state is is all you know roaring, and it was just so beautiful. Okay, so that so you all right. the hoopla and the hollering and, the and this and the and, pictures yeah. and so what do I do? I grab out so I'm not wearing my glasses, so I'm blind, it's uh-huh. dark in there. Mm-hmm. I grab my phone, so I take a picture of the jumbotron, so then I turn around, I sit down, everybody's still standing, so I sit down and so I'm in this little you know, I turn my back to the stage and I'm trying to type 
yeah. uh, you're gonna a like group post text it or okay yeah to my mm-hmm. to my staff mm-hmm. I want and I was gonna just send him the picture that says team leader of the year with him cool. and, and Susan so there I am in the dark like you know Mrs. Magoo yeah. trying to do it and then all of a sudden I remember hearing this roar again I'm st- and everybody jumps to uh-huh. their feet again so I'm in this little corner like, sitting on, down don't be so rude and, I'm trying to try and, type a text yeah, here. yeah. for a split second I'm respect. like what what's going on I didn't know if something happened on state like I, it, I but I could hear it, but I was too focused on on sending this text and I remember looking up and facing opposite and my table is screaming look look mm. and they're pointing and I was like, what? And I turned around, and when I saw my name on the on the jumbotron, it, it, I don't know. It was shocking. Like, this can't be. Because, I mean, how? I don't know all the criteria that goes into being. I don't even know the criteria, <laughs> okay. to be honest with you. I was going to say, like, do you have any inclination other than the fact that you know your store's kicking butt nope. you know, and you're doing a good job? No. Nope. But, I mean, do they, do they kind of give you, like, a little wink and a nod, or are they – they kind of elbow you a little bit, heading into huddle, like, hey, you might be in the top 10. Never, never. Wow. And I can honestly say in all the huddles that I've been to, I think that was my seventh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I re- Every single banquet that I've ever been, I, when it comes to that, that um, um, category, I always sit there and think, God, that's pretty powerful. Yeah. How in the world do right. you even accomplish that? Like, mm-hmm. what does it entail? You know, we'd always ask, what What are the criteria? Nobody ever seemed to know. It was just so far fetched. It's like, it's like the Oscars. Like, yeah. how do you even get there? Right? I can't. You know, mm-hmm. I can't even fathom. And you don't even, at least in the Oscars, you know you're nominated. That's what, right? okay. See, that's what I said oh. after that is at least you know you're nominated, so you're out of five people. Yeah. So the thought of it being this whole room of thousands of people mm-hmm. thinking there's no way, mm-hmm. there's no way, it didn't even it would it would it was a fantasy. Right, and it's got. I mean, it's got to be a, literally. I don't know because I'm I'm not on that side of things, but I, I assume your store is success check rating. Obviously, sales, take Retention. home. Retention. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure it's, yeah. it's you know, we could come up with a list. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it has, there's numbers involved. It's not yeah. popularity by any means. Right. Um, so. But if, you, if you're running a really good store and you're running it really well, you're probably in the running for manager of the year. And that should give, uh, hopefully, uh, there's thousands of managers, uh, 1,800 at least, that are listening to this are going, well, hey, well, shoot, I got a shot because I'm, I'm, I'm kicking butt too and, and my store's doing well. well and they, my, hey, I might need to get my success check score up a little bit or maybe we got we to be selling a little more retail or whatever. You know, that's what, and that's what it is. You just, uh, you know, work hard, strive for, for you know, top, and, and people are aware. They know. You don't think people know. Everybody knows. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's somebody watching. That's why you always do your best mm-hmm. and you keep um, striving, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's uh, it was just a moment that that it's unbelievable. A pretty cool Southern California suite there, actually for Team Taj as well. I mean, Team Leader of the Year, Manager of the Year. Uh, what 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 a moment! I don't know that that's ever happened in the history of of the huddles. Um, I could check the archives. And then the fact that it was the 25th anniversary, it was just a, it was so special, so special. Um, And, you know, RF and I've worked together for 10 years. Um, We joke and we say our relationship, it's more of a a brother sister at this point. You know, we know, we know how to, um, we know what, how to talk to each other. We know 
uh, how to approach subjects. You know, we don't always agree. We know to go to our corners and let it stew for, Mm -hmm. you know, a night or two and revisit the conversation. You know, we've been through ups and downs, mostly good. Um, you, so you've been, you've been, uh, with sport clips for 10 years. You've obviously been cutting hair at least that long. Give me a little bit of background on, uh, you know, how you got into cosmetology, where, where all that stuff came from. Okay. So I'm going on 27 years with my license. Wow. I, they, they license people at five years old nowadays. Yeah. Wow. So okay. Sweet. Who knew that? All right. All right. all right. all right. Wow. This is going to go super good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so uh, it, uh, I originally got, went to cosmetology school in Louisiana. Okay. Um, I'm from Southern California. Well, I got married very young out of high school, married a military All guy. Right. Mm-hmm. We were stationed at Fort Polk, Louisiana. And the truth be told is I literally got lost uh, going exploring by myself in a town that was about five miles away from Post, and I took a wrong turn. It was a Friday. I passed a beauty college with a marquee that said new rotation starting on Monday, and I was bored out of my mind. He was an infantry soldier, so I spent a lot of time by myself. I didn't have children. I used to be so bored I would, I would iron my pillowcases. I had nothing to do. So this particular Friday when I got lost, I passed this marquee, but drove about two miles past it and said, hmm, I wonder what that's about. Let me go see. Mm-hmm. I flipped a U-turn, sat in the office, and by Monday morning, I was in class. Uh, I'm, I'm a little speechless here because my jaw's hitting the floor listening to J-Lo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that I've, I, and I, you know, I've talked to my fair share of managers around the country. I don't know that I've ever heard anyone say, especially that's gotten to the level you've gotten, that it was just a whim. It was an accident almost. It was, uh, there was it actually seemed that there was a void in your life. You didn't know what was going to fill it, and maybe some, you know, part, clouds parted and uh, sky angels started singing or something led you to this this beauty school. And where was it in Louisiana? Fort Polk? Fort Polk, Louisiana. All right, okay. So the little town that I went to cosmetology school was Leesville. All right. So that was that's how it all started, and here we are 27, almost 28 years ago. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's been, you know, the first job right out of school was literally at a military base. Yeah. So to come back. A lot to of buzz school, cuts. Right. Uh-huh. So to come back to this day, it's kind of full circle because I've done all realms. I've done the military base, full service. I've had, you know, um, uh, franchises that are competitors of our, the structured style. But this was targeted at um, a men's market, which was the military yep. base back, back in the day. So it's kind of full circle. That's how I started doing fades all day long Mm -hmm. well that kind of feeds right into so how do you so you're in louisiana do you pop around uh, all over the country with your husband for a while or or how do you get to california what was well we were from california so we stayed um almost five years in louisiana then he went we went to houston texas he got out full-time he went national um sorry reserve and we were there for another five years then he decided to get out of the service, and we came home. And then 15 years into marriage, we parted ways, and I became a single mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many kids? Two children. All right. Two, how old are they, and you want to give them a shout-out? Yeah. I have a son that's 27 years old. Okay. And he um, 
excuse me, he just turned 26. All right. Um, just turned 26. 26, my son, and I have a daughter that's 21 and in college. Yeah. All right, so uh, so let's back up then. Okay. Um, you got you got two healthy, great kids. Mm-hmm. Get 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 me back to 10, 11, 12 years ago. You're in Southern California. Um, were you working at a full service salon when you came across the Sport Clips concept, or working at a full service salon? Um, one of our competitors. Um, that was my at that time my twelfth year. I was managing a store in Manhattan Beach. I was living in Covina, and I was driving two hours in each direction. Ooh. Um, which, which Southern California, it's like five miles. Right. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. nothing with, with traffic, traffic. two so, hours. Yeah. Um, I always joke and say I left my personality on the side of the 105 freeway years ago um, because two hours in each direction was just wear and tear. And unfortunately, the kids, because I was a single parent um, at that time, um, they spent a lot of time in daycare. So Mm -hmm. I did what I had to do. um, And then they started becoming the teenage years where I think that was more crucial for me to be around. And it just wasn't reasonable anymore to be so far away from them. Um, and where were, where were you living? I was living in Covina and okay. driving to Manhattan Beach. Okay. Um, so I, I was also working little side jobs just to, you know, make ends meet, hustling, make sure that the kids had everything they needed, that they – I didn't skip a beat. They didn't know anything different. Um, so it was actually a girlfriend of mine who said she saw an ad – Mm-hmm. Uh, that they were opening up a, a sport clips. And years ago, I had read when I was in Houston, oh, re- rewind, yeah, that there was a concept mm-hmm. of a um, male um, targeted market for men, a salon. Yep. I couldn't remember the name, but I remember the concept reading it in a, in a local paper. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is the mm-hmm. what It's I made had. it here. It, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it finally came across after all these years. So at the time I was struggling and my girlfriend had said, hey, I saw that they're opening it. And I said, well, let me check it out. So I, I set up an interview and the rest was history. And I was literally at that point, it was like hitting the lottery once I got the job because it was 1.8 miles from wow, my doorstep. What a difference. I didn't have to yeah. get on the freeway anymore. I was mm-hmm. to work in three minutes. Yeah. And you... Uh are you hired on as the manager because you had experience or were you a team member? What there was, was that? already a manager. I was the second interview and um, I was actually as the, I was hired as assistant manager. Okay. So I took over the second end of the second year as manager. The manager left. And this is RF Taj's store. This is RF Taj's Was store. it his first location? His very first location. um, The store was actually under construction and we sat next door at a corner bakery and that's where I did my interview. Uh, So you you helped launch a store? In essence, yes. Yeah, I I, I mean you were there, you were assistant manager. Uh, What do do you remember about the early days? The early days was, uh, it was tough. It was a combination of people in, you know, Southern California not even knowing the brand. Yeah. People would walk by, open the door, and go, what is this? Mm-hmm. They didn't know we sold equipment. Right, right, right. Sporting this, goods. Yeah, and or, then and, yeah. and always got the same reaction. They open up the door, and the first thing their eyes look at is across the wall, it says showers. And they'll mm-hmm. be like, why do you guys have showers here? And they were a little irritated, and it was funny. They were offended. Like, uh-huh. why do you give haircuts, and then you need to take showers? Uh-huh. So it was always a joke. Um, so 
because people didn't know our brand, we would go out and hustle. We'd go out and just grab men from the parking lot. Hey, would you like to get a free service today? And mm -hmm. they always thought it was a gimmick, but we were just trying to introduce the community to what we were. Yeah. And also at that time, it was 08, 2008, is, you know, the the end of oh. that year was the hardship of yeah. people, you know, losing their the economy. homes. The economy right. just really took a dump, and it was scary times. But I can honestly say since day one, we have so many guests that still have been coming for 10 years, even though even if they were a part of that, those hard times, they always, they were loyal. They may have took longer to see us instead of coming once a month. They mm -hmm. came every two or three months. But we, they always stuck with us, and they always, uh, we are the needle always moved forward. Yeah, so. yeah uh, you, you, you have loyalty built loyalty. in at this point. Loyalty. Uh, what are, uh, what are some some things that you are doing now as manager that you wish you would have known or done in those early days? Um. Well, like anything, it's a growing process. Um. What I learned really quickly is it doesn't matter. The hardest part of, you know, building a team, obviously, is finding, you know, quality yep. team members. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to find um, a staff. Um, and what I can say is you never, ever, ever have to hire because you're desperate. Mm. Um, that, that'll bite you in the butt every time. You know, you... Um, you, you have the right and you should be choosy and picky um, even in, in desperate times because there's always a way. You could work, you know, split shifts. You'd be surprised, you know, true team members will work hard for you, work, you know, six days if they have to. You know, you pull together. Yeah. So even though it might be little rough patches where you really have to work, you know, super hard, it's better than hiring someone because you're desperate and that person causing havoc whether it's they're not technically strong they didn't have experience mm -hmm. or they're just not a fit personality wise or they're just not responsible um worth ethics yeah. you know I, that that advice is so consistent with what i've heard other successful either managers or team leaders say so if uh if you're listening to this and you're a store that maybe you're you're struggling on hiring people right now uh Listen to the pros, the experts who are saying, don't go in desperation mode and hire just because you have to just hire anybody. Right. Still, still be uh, judicious and careful in your hiring process, right. and it'll pay off in the long run. Right. So you, you're assistant manager for how long before you, before you became manager um, there? About a year and a half. It was okay. the tail end of the second year when I took over, and it was literally um, overnight. It was RF calling late at night, 10 o'clock, and said, hey, this is what's going on. Mm -hmm. This is what I want to happen. Are you good? Meet me at the store at 7 o'clock in the morning, 7.30 in the morning, um, changing of the guards. And that was it. And was there a hesitation? Did you have to think about it? Was it a no-brainer? Well, for me, it was a no-brainer. I was doing most of the managerial um, tasks anyway so mm -hmm. we, we worked together in that um so it wasn't foreign to me i had 12 years as a manager prior to sport clips mm -hmm. so i knew i was capable um so it was it was a no-brainer it just was like another day and you know just going in there it was a 
changing of the guards, tag, you're it. Yeah. And, and, and you probably already, even the team members, you, you were already together with them. It wasn't no like different. you were walking into a situation no where different. nobody had your back. Right. Or it was just was carry on. Who you were. Yeah, just carry on. Was there ever a point in uh, over the last 10 years where, you, I mean, you're single mom, two kids, one, uh, one now in college, where you thought this isn't going to be enough for me to, to make ends meet? Or, or have you always said the harder I work, the more it's going to benefit my family and, and I can make a career out of this? I learned that, yeah, you, you work harder. And one thing, one of many things that I've learned from RF is he's always said, don't chase money, chase success. The money will come. Mm -hmm. And it's 100% hmm. true. You, well, what does that mean, chase success? How, how do you chase, chase success? success? You want to um, make sure your store is successful. You, um, you uh, want to grow your store. You, you want it to thrive because all the when, – obviously when your store grows and you, you know, bring in – generate more business, the well, money comes. How, how the was money you – and this is just inquiring minds over here. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a team member at a store level. How do you make a store successful? What do you do in your role as a manager to, to chase that success? What are the things that you're implementing that, that have paid off? What I also learned is that it's not one particular um, secret. You know, it's not one, one thing that makes it work. It's a, it's, it's almost like a star. Or, hey, how about the five point play? Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's different aspects to make it the, the wheel turn. Um, you know, first and foremost, it's the team. You have to pick the right team. And again, like I said, you have to make sure that it's uh, a, a lot of times, you know, everybody brings something to the table. You can't have, I can't have all of me. That wouldn't work. I have to, everybody brings strength. You know, some people are good at working with kids. Some people have great customer service. Some, some team members are great at fades. You know, some people are just hard workers and will, will pick up the extra shifts all that contributes to a team and to the success so and you, you have, and you have to be able to cultivate and coach that right you know, even though as a manager right. right so you have you know that you also have to obviously first and foremost you have to be technically strong team you have to give great haircuts mm -hmm. you know um, as a manager what are you doing to make sure your team is strong technically you know we you we watch haircuts if even you know some days i'm off i've been doing mm -hmm. hair so long but it doesn't mean i give the best haircuts mm -hmm. you know some days you're off if someone sees oh looks like you need a little uh, blending here or there so we're you're looking out for each other we look out for each other day, every day okay. it's a combination of constant training it's a combination of having the pr appropriate tools could even break you mm -hmm. if i'm not using great tools um that could give a, a bad haircut if i'm not doing good maintenance on my tools i'm not giving good haircuts that's the first sign you'll hear you're doing a fade and you're like oh goodness mm -hmm. okay how about change your blade mm -hmm. you know it's simple little things so it's being responsible making sure that as a, a manager or even just a team member that you you and your your teammates have great tools and and they're in appropriate working condition um but it's it's customer service it's you know um um building the store on um we're a very high we're a high volume store so uh, a, a big challenge is uh manpower mm -hmm. you know you don't want to lose clients but you don't our guests excuse me you don't want to lose your guests to because we're so busy but at the same time um you don't want to rush and give a, a right a 10 minute haircut 10 minute that looks experience like it was when 10, it yeah. should be 20 yeah. uh -huh. 
So, you know, it, it's balance. Like anything, it's balance. So as a manager, you have, there's, again, there's different points in the star that make it work, you know, and my challenge for those are you know, the, the new team members that join in is that they could keep up to. It's very intimidating. You know, mm-hmm. we're 600 plus a week store. Yeah. I think we're at like about 625 men a week. There are 625 men a week that are going to walk through the door no matter what. If I'm short staffed, mm-hmm. if I'm in a bad mood, if we're, you know, uh, whatever the situation, that's not going to stop the people walking through the door. So we have to always be on and be ready for anything. And, um, you know, we have to be well-rested. If you're tired, we're fatigued. That'll, that'll cramp the experience as well. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's what, it's what do you institute a curfew for your team members? They have to be in bed. <laughs> I have a I have a I have a, a team that likes to party. <laughs> so uh, no, it's all in fun. Um, you know we we make sure I have, you the scheduling is probably the toughest in correlation with um, um, hiring. Um, Who does it? Do you do your own schedule or yes. okay? Yes. Um, you know, you just have to be conscious of people. I see that if you work more than five days in a row, it, you, you feel it. Physically, mm-hmm. you feel it. So you, as a manager, have to be conscious of how, what day is that since we're open every day. Yeah. Sometimes you make a blooper and, oh, my goodness, the 14 days later, when right. you compare two weeks, wow. put two weeks together, you're like, oh, you know, it could happen. Um, so you just have to, I, I try to be super conscious of no more than five days in a row. Mm-hmm. Four is better to have a little break. Two days in a row together are definitely better than one day and then two coming days back. Off together, two days off yeah. together. Yes, excuse me. Um, but that that doesn't always work that way. But it's being conscious of, of mm-hmm. you know, the girls being yeah, fatigued. I feel like you're drawing out some, some great things. So I, I want to say this question. Uh, I want to ask this question. What personality traits serve a manager well? Like, what, in order to be a good manager, I need to be fill in the blank. Or right now, the reason I ask that question is because, like, sensitive. You know, you're, you're sensitive to scheduling. You're sensitive to uh, how how many times your team members are working at you know, in a given. But what are what are some things that you find uh, that maybe other managers out there could benefit from if they focused their energy on being you know, whatever the adjective is. I think, I think as a stylist first, to be okay. honest oh, with you. I like that. Okay. I wasn't I, expecting an answer. Yeah. All right. So um, to think like a stylist. I think like a stylist. Right. What motivates me? What, what um, works for me? Now, of course, everybody's, you know, like there's the book of the five languages of love. Mm-hmm. You apply that to your team. Yeah. You know what, what are they? Let, let's go through those because oh, I love that. Oh, you ready? okay. You let's it? see. Right, Help me out if I okay. forget. Yes. You know, some it's um, some people like um, uh, acts of kindness. Uh-huh. Some some people like um, touch. Yeah, physical contact. Physical contact. Yep. Some people like um, praise. Mm-hmm. Words of encouragement Words or of affirmation. It, exactly. Um, um, uh, gift giving give, uh, yep. rewards gifts yep. um, they need um, you know treats <laughs> mm-hmm. and quality time yes and yeah. time people yeah. just want time so those in those five ways I, I love what you're going uh, where you're going here so those are five ways that people receive love or give love and you know what you're saying what I think you're, you're stumbling upon here is that you want to be sensitive to the fact that people hear love and receive love different ways and you could give gifts to 
you, you know, stylist of the week gifts or something to a, to a stylist every, every time. And if her love language is quality time and she just wants to hang out here, she just wants to hang out, you know, you could give them a gift and it really not impact them. So what you do is you, you kind of hone in on if I'm to put words in your mouth, what their love language is and you try to speak to that and, and, and incentivize it, that it's way. It's key. Mm. You learn your team members and you, you learn what ticks, what makes each team member tick. Mm-hmm. And you would be surprised on the, the results, you know, personally, um, um, individually, as a team member, as a relationship with a manager and a team member. Um, it's uh, when you discover what makes each team pa- member tick, um, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing, yeah. you yeah. know? Um, so once you learn that, um, it just makes for a better environment. Everybody's happy, you know? Some people, um, you know, just want to hear praise. As mm-hmm. simple as give them a compliment, right. you know, praise them when they do I good. Gotta, I got uh, my oldest child, my daughter. Just tell her she's awesome. That's yeah. all she needs to hear. And you know what? That's that's exactly. It's a lot like parenting. Whether yeah. it's yeah. it's it's a relationship with a you know a significant other, or if it's a parenting, or if it's a team member, mm-hmm. it's the same thing. It's the language of love. What makes people tick? Yeah. What makes them light up? Yes. Right. And, and you'll know, right? I mean, it, you don't have to really once you spend a little bit of time with one you, of your team you members. You pick up you, on yeah. it. You yeah. pick up on it. And I feel like that is is um it's a lot to a successful environment you know we spend so much time at work it's our our second home yes some of us think it's, it's our the first main home, home. <laughs> right yeah um so it just uh you feel it you feel a, a um when an environment is happy a happy place um and for me it works yeah i, I love that uh i think we're 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 coming uh into uh, understanding a little bit more about how you became manager of the year. You know, we've had some struggles, um, but any, any time in your struggle and, and I'll start winding it down here where you felt like, you know what, there's gotta be something better than this. Or did you think, well, this is, this is the best. So I just got to figure out a way to get over this, this hurdle. Never ever once did I want to walk away. Never was I pushed to that point. Um, there's a few times I felt broken hmm. and, um, you know, just needed to maybe just get a little pep top. Yeah. You know, RF always manages to do that. Um, and he even knows. He's a good talker. He's a, that and he he's is. A good, he's a good pep that talker. That he is. <laughs> and it's, uh, we've gotten to know each other so well that he, he, he I don't even have to say anything. And he, he knows if there's something right. going on, um, good or bad. So, you know, um, no, I, I just knew that I just had to push through. And and for me, when I won Manager of the Year, it was validation. Oh, uh, totally. Total validation. Yeah. It was, you know, I, honestly, I, I thought to myself that night, if I died today, this was, it was all right, worth I it. Right, I made it to the top of the mountain. That's how yep. I felt. Yep. That's how I felt at that moment was, it was priceless. Now, I, now I'm beginning to wonder, can you be... Uh, manager of the year two years in a row you know or, what i won't uh, even be selfish i don't i don't i once is fine yeah i, I did it once nobody could take it uh, away from that's me right. yeah, I'll, I like that. <laughs> i'll share you could be I'll competitive share. in the sense that you won it one time you know it's like winning the super bowl you don't have to win it every year but you know you can't take that ring okay listen uh we had a 
a bunch more things that I had hoped to talk about, but this conversation was so great, and I know you have to get to work at some I point. I do. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to wind down with our with our ten kind of off the wall questions that I can't ask follow up questions to. Whatever you answer, oh, Lord. it's okay. just your answer. Okay. Woo. I can't make fun of you. Not, <laughs> none of that stuff. So I'm going to do my best here. Um, okay. So the first question is, which superpower would you most like to have? I'd like to fly. Okay. So uh, that would be Superwoman. Okay. Uh, what is your personal motto? Personal motto? Um, personal motto. Things are never what they seem. Hmm. Interesting. Other than where you live now, where else in the world would you most like to live? And Fort Polk, Louisiana is in the running if you would like to move back there. Fort Polk, Louisiana would never be where I would want to go back to. Um, if I could live somewhere, I've always been intrigued with Japan. Ooh, okay. I like it. Uh, who was a celebrity, and we're in Southern California, so who was a celebrity, celebrity you would most like to meet one day? Oh, my God, my favorite question. Jack Nicholson. Oh, okay. Uh, that was Gibbs' answer when no. he, yes, when we had his interview. Are you yeah. kidding? Okay, got to get you two together with Jack Nicholson. Wow. Okay. Uh, which words or phrases do you most overuse? Which word? Like if your team members yeah. say, you're, you're always telling us this, or your kids say. It. Oh, um... Wow. Are there not? I mean, you're, maybe you have a, a very extensive vocabulary and you No, feel that like... definitely isn't the case. Um, maybe. Are you kidding me? Okay. Are you kidding me? Uh, what sound or noise do you love? I love the sound of uh, leaves wrestling oh, okay. in the wind. In the wind? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Southern California, we get our fair share of wind. Mm -hmm. What sound or noise do you hate? I hate the sound of nails on a chalkboard. Okay. Yeah. Sends me over mm -hmm. the edge. Uh, there is no chalkboard Thank in the God. room we're in yes. right now, so I won't, I won't do it. Uh, what profession, other than your own, would you have been good at or at least have wanted to try? I would have loved to be a negotiator for the FBI. Wow. You're J-Lo full of mystery. <laughs> uh, what do you consider your greatest achievement? My greatest achievement, motherhood. All right. And that this is on the heels of you just admitting that personal, professionally, winning manager of the year was the top of the mountain. But motherhood trumps that. I love that answer. Lastly. If heaven indeed exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? J-Lo, I've been waiting for you for so long. <laughs> yes, that means, uh, that'll mean you had a long life, too. So uh, what, what a wonderful time I've had with you. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for who you are, for all you do, for these words of wisdom. Uh, I know a ton of our team members are going to benefit from them and maybe future team members. And uh, it's been a blast. And con uh, congratulations on... Uh, your success and many more successful days to come, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Right. It was fun. Thanks again, everybody. Bye-bye.